We're here on Monday and the Baltimore Ravens divisional round opponent is not known yet with the Steelers and Bills set to play at 4.30 Eastern time. But we take a look at Baltimore's two potential opponents, the Houston Texans and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the pros and cons to playing each one. All that and more coming up next year on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for being here and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms that includes an audio form and in video form as well. You can subscribe, follow along. It's the same show, both audio and video, so you're not missing out on any content. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're an everyday or you're, it's your first time in, or if you're somewhere in the middle there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Game Time. Down the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. We have five days a week of Ravens content here on Locked On Ravens, plus bonus content like live streams. We will be going live today after the Steelers play because then we will know if it's the Texans or the Steelers. So right after that Pittsburgh game, we'll be going live and talking a little bit more about the Ravens' divisional round opponent. But for today, we can only speculate as the Steelers and Bills game got moved from Sunday to today. So if you're listening to this after the fact, just note the time of this recording. I have no idea who the Ravens are going to play, but we did see some pretty blowouty games, I guess. Blowouty is not a word, but there were some blowout games in the wild card round. I mean, the Texans just boat race the Browns. You have the Cowboys getting steamrolled by the Packers. I mean, Chiefs and Dolphins wasn't really close, right? The Chiefs took care of business there, but that Lions and Rams game was actually pretty good. So that, that, that was the one, I guess, good game, but we don't know whether it's going to be the Texans or the Steelers. We, we do know a bit about the particulars of whether it will be Texans or Pittsburgh, what that will look like for the Ravens. But today I wanted to kind of dive into the actual pros and cons of playing each team. And I know the question is, you know, who would you rather play, Texans or Steelers? How good are you feeling about the matchup? So we'll talk about that. Do Texans in the first segment, Steelers in the second segment. Then in the final part of the show, Re- really exciting here, the agency that represents Dalvin Cook, Zay Flowers, J.K. Dobbins, LAA, loyalty above all. Zach Hiller, the founder and CEO, represents Dalvin Cook. And again, that agency represents a bunch of different athletes. He'll be joining us on the show in the final part to talk about Dalvin Cook's decision, also a bit about Zay Flowers and J.K. Dobbins and him getting to know those guys, their goals, and just everything about them. So it's going to be a great conversation. Really excited for that one. So stay tuned for that. And that's something I'm looking forward to. But let's talk about the Texans here first as we kind of dive into what this could look like for the Ravens. Now, the Texans are, in my opinion, the Ravens' most likely opponent. And just, you know, to lay it out, The Ravens will play the Texans if the Bills win today. If the Steelers win, the Ravens automatically play the Steelers. So for me, I'm thinking the Bills are probably going to win. But again, as we saw yesterday, anything can happen in these playoffs. Now, looking at the actual stats for Houston, they're the eighth best passing offense in the league. These are regular season stats. So eighth best passing offense in the regular season. They have the 29th ranked rushing offense. Now, 
To me, that has to do a lot with Damian Pierce, who they gave a lot of carries to early on in the season. He struggled. I think he was one of the worst running backs in terms of efficiency with qualifiers throughout the entire league. 2.9 yards per carry there for Damian Pierce. They turned to Devin Singletary a bit later in the season, and he's found success. 4.2 yards per carry. So I'm... I'm not really looking at that stat. I'm kind of throwing that out the window because I think Houston's rushing offense is now better than 29th in the league. But their passing defense was 27th in the league this season, but they have the second-best rushing defense in the NFL. Now, to me, the the big thing with Houston is C.J. Stroud, right? We all know the Ravens play the Texans in Week 1. This is not going to be the same Houston team that the Ravens saw in Week 1. But I will raise you that this is not the same Ravens team that the Texans saw in week one, at least the same Ravens offense, right? The Ravens were still trying to find their stride. They had some guys out, some guys get injured in the middle of that game. I do think that both teams have improved. I don't want to just frame it as, oh, well, the Texans are so much more improved since week one. They are. I'll give them that credit. I 100% give them that. But the Ravens also have improved since then. So it's kind of a give and take with that whole thing. But C.J. Stroud is balling right now. I don't know how many other quarterbacks you take over him right now. I think Lamar is one. Maybe you take Mahomes, depending on how you feel. But Stroud, I think, is just absolutely balling out right now. And there are probably only one or two quarterbacks you take over him at this point in terms of how they're playing. And, I mean, Lamar is definitely one of those. Now, they don't have Tank Dell. Tank Dell got injured, and he's not going to be available for the playoffs here. But Nico Collins has really stepped up for them as an awesome wide receiver. Him and Tank Dell together, they'll be great. Now, other than that, the receiving core, it's a little lacking. I mean, Robert Woods, Noah Brown, John Mechie, they have some guys, but their other big pass catcher is Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is their other big pass catcher you got to look at. Now, Brevin Jordan also, he's an athletic big tight end. He could also do some damage. And Devin Singletary is a, a decently solid pass catching back out of the backfield. But I think if you can stop the Texans on early downs, especially that run game, and force C.J. Stroud into some second and long, third and long situations, if you're the Ravens, that's exactly where you want them to be. And that, to me, I think is something that's really good. Now, defensively, the linebacker core of Christian Harris and Blake Cashman, they've been leading the way for Houston all season, but it's those edge rushers that are really good. Jonathan Grenard, 12 and a half sacks this season. And then Will Anderson, who was a third overall pick, he had seven, but he looked unstoppable in that Cleveland game. They have Sheldon Rankins on the interior who had six sacks. Malik Collins on the interior too, who had five. They have some ballers. They, they got Derek Barnett off of waivers from the Eagles. So I think that this defense is underrated, but... I don't think that, again, no defense necessarily scares me if, if I'm the Ravens. That that corner room is interesting. I mean, Steven Nelson is in there, Tavier Thomas. Now, Derek Stingley, obviously, is the baller there. She killed Griffin, et cetera. Safety-wise, Jalen Petrie is kind of their, their do-it-all guy there. But to me, I think that the Ravens, with their pass-catching weapons and obviously the threat of Lamar, gives me at least more if, if I'm Houston, it gives me more pause. And so when I look at the Ravens, who are a top five rushing offense in this league, can they hold up against Baltimore's offensive line? Cleveland's offensive line on the interior, solid, right? Joe Batonio, Wyatt Teller, et cetera. But on the exterior, they were playing, again, at, what was it the third and fourth string tackles or fourth and fifth string tackles? I can't remember at this point. So it's going to be really big for the tackles, especially against Renard, Will Anderson, Barnett, those guys to really step up. DeAndre Houston Carson, old friend in Baltimore. He's been playing for 
for Houston in a role for them. He's been getting on the field. So that's going to be really big if the Ravens end up playing the Texans. But I think that, that again, Houston's inexperience, and it's not necessarily like they're all young over there. Now, it's definitely a younger team, but C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, great head coaching quarterback duo. I think they're going to run the league, honestly, for a long time. I'm really high on that potential, especially with another offseason. But to me, I just think that Baltimore's roster is better than Houston's roster. And it's scary the way Stroud is playing for any team, right? But if there's a defense I trust to slow them down, it's what Baltimore's done all season. Hopefully getting back uh, close to healthy, as close as he can be at least, to healthy as Kyle Hamilton can be, Roquan, Patrick Queen, etc. That whole defensive group, that's the one that I would want to try to stop C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud, he's... One of these quarterbacks where, again, you can't take your eyes off him. It's almost like Lamar. Now, Lamar, again, he's he's like up there. He's number one. But with Stroud, he can, he can punish you with his legs. If he rolls out and he sees that there's nothing there, he can do that. So to me, it's about stopping C.J. Stroud, making him uncomfortable. And I think that it'll be, it'll be a much taller task than it was in week one. Again, that was D'Amico Ryan's his first game as an NFL head coach. C.J. Stroud, his debut as a rookie quarterback. He has grown since then. D'Amico has grown since then. The Texans have obviously grown since then. But to me, I think that, look, so over the Ravens. So over the Ravens offense, so was Lamar, so was Todd Munkin. So it's two sides to that story for sure. Coming up, though, we'll talk a bit about the Steelers, the pros and cons to playing them as well. If that's the result that the Ravens end up getting, stay tuned for that. A lot to get to on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. And I've had a bunch of frustrating ticket buying experiences in my life. Sometimes I wasn't really sure if the seats were good. Sometimes I couldn't find last minute tickets. And other times there were just no good deals at all. But you shouldn't even have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events. New you with Carter last minute deals all in prices. Use your seat and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And obviously, the Ravens, whoever it is, Houston, Pittsburgh, those playoff game tickets will be available over on the Game Time app, so be sure to browse through it. There are plenty of other options on there as well that really make the Game Time app great, such as views from all the seats in the venue. Plus, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on your tickets with zone deals. You pick the section of Game Time, pick the seats for big time savings. Hey, the guess we're going to buy tickets with Game Time down the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Tons of high again. Create an account. Redeem code locked on, spelled L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. It's been the tickets lowest price guarantee. And this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's pretty scary stuff. And I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, they'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat long lists of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit JaceMedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to JaceMedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get 20 off your order. We're back here, our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Olshek is still talking with you here, and I wish I could tell you who the Ravens are playing at the time of this recording. Unfortunately, I cannot. We did a bonus episode on Sunday, though, kind of breaking down 
some of the Ravens playoff opponents. Also talking about Lamar Jackson's legacy. We did that with Rocker DeSangro of Fox 45. That was really cool. I, it didn't come out when I scheduled it to come out. So it was the first ever, I guess, afternoon show of Locked on Ravens. So I had internet issues and I guess it just never registered. I scheduled it. So that was a little hiccup in the technology thing with me. And you know, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, technology is not my friend over here on Locked on Ravens. So it is what it is. We have done some bonus episodes because, again, there's been so much happening, so much news, and I record an episode, and then something else happens, and I have to re-record an episode for that day, so I put that out as bonus content. So be sure to check out those bonus episodes. You can do it on the YouTube or in audio form as well. But let's talk about the Steelers. We talk about the Texans and if that's the playoff opponent for the Ravens, but the Steelers are still a possibility. At the time of this recording, they're not eliminated yet. They play the Bills at 4.30, and it is possible that they go into Buffalo and win. Now we saw it with green Bay. I don't think anybody gave green Bay a shot to win and look what happened. Green Bay ends up absolutely destroying Dallas as the two seven. So maybe Pittsburgh does it. Now I personally don't have a lot of confidence in Pittsburgh. I just, again, anything can happen, but Mason Rudolph does not necessarily inspire a ton of confidence. I give him credit for kind of turning Pittsburgh's offense around after it struggled pretty much the entire season, but there's no TJ Watt on that defense now. And the game against Buffalo, it'll be tough, especially that, that weather too. That weather is crazy. And so what we do know about who wins that game and what it would mean for the Ravens is for Baltimore, if Pittsburgh ends up winning, it's going to be really, really weird in terms of timing because the Ravens can either play on Saturday or on Sunday, according to the NFL. So Let's start off with the Bills. So if the Bills beat the Steelers on Monday night, the Ravens will host Houston on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. But if the Steelers beat the Bills, the Ravens will host the Steelers at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. So the reason for that is, again, just the, the time and the rest, right? That Steelers and Bills game, whoever wins it, they are out, they're automatically going to play on Sunday, right? That's just what it has to be based off of the rest factor where you can't have a team that's playing on Monday turn around and then play on Saturday, right? That That's not fair to them. So whether Buffalo or Pittsburgh wins, they're going to be playing on Sunday regardless, but obviously whoever plays either Pittsburgh or Buffalo, that will change because if Pittsburgh wins, it'll be Baltimore who plays Pittsburgh. But if Buffalo wins, it'll be Kansas city that plays Buffalo. So it makes sense to me. I was kind of calling it throughout the week. If Pittsburgh won, the Ravens would be playing on Sunday, but anything else they'd be playing on Saturday, and that seems to be what's going on here. But in terms of Pittsburgh, I, I kind of laid it out a little bit in terms of why I don't trust them in the wild card round against Buffalo. It's kind of the same reason I wouldn't trust them to go 3-0 against the Ravens this year. Now, first game in Pittsburgh, Ravens lost that game. They had their guys, all those drops. They lost that game, and there's no excuse for it. Now, obviously, week 18 is a little bit of a different story because the Ravens had the one seed locked up. Pittsburgh played their guys, and Baltimore didn't for the most part. So, no Lamar Jackson, no Roquan Smith, no Kyle Hamilton, no Zay Flowers, no Odell Beckham, etc. I'm not putting stock into that game. So, the stats, the pure box score, pure win-loss record, it'll say that Baltimore lost twice to Pittsburgh this season. I would not expect them to lose three times to Pittsburgh. I mean, look. My preferred opponent this whole time, and if, if you've listened to me, even in this past week on Lockdown Ravens, I've been saying it the whole time, is bring me Pittsburgh for multiple reasons. One, you get to beat a division rival in the playoffs, but that's what happens. You get to end that whole, oh, Pittsburgh, sweet Baltimore, this, this, that. No, they would not if that's the case. 
And also, I just feel like Pittsburgh's the best matchup here because, again, even if TJ Watt misses this Buffalo game, which he's going to, and then plays in the divisional round, it's probably going to be on some sort of pitch count. No, again, I'm not convinced TJ Watt is totally human. I think there's some parts of him in there that are robotic or cyborg, whatever it is. He's a beast. But an injury like that, an MCL grade two, I think, was the official diagnosis or whatever was put out there last that's very hard to come back from in essentially two weeks or less than two weeks. So without him, Pittsburgh has depth. I mean, Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden, they have guys, but their secondary has been kind of beat up. Mika Fitzpatrick, I believe, is back. Same thing with Demonte KZ. But again, that, that Pittsburgh offense is just way too inconsistent, and I don't necessarily know what I would do in that situation. So for me, I mean, look, I'm all I'm all on board Pittsburgh's train in terms of bringing them to Baltimore. I just think the storyline is good. The team is a good matchup for the Ravens. And I'm not saying, oh, well, I'm so scared of the Texans bringing me the Steelers. I think the Ravens can beat the Texans and the Steelers. Like, again, if I'm the Ravens, there is no team. There's no team out there that scares me except the Ravens. Right? I feel like the Ravens, if they were to lose, it'd be some form of them beating themselves and, you know, Maybe the Texans can make enough plays to win. Maybe the Steelers could, whoever they play. But to me, Baltimore is by far and away the best team in the AFC. But you look at Pittsburgh stats real quick. I mean, I did it for Houston. I'll do it for Pittsburgh. It's a little bit of a different offense. But the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, they're the 21st best passing offense and the 19th best rushing offense. And then defensively, they're the 20th best passing defense in the 21st best passing defense. So oh, every number is between 19 and 21. That is, uh, it's honestly impressive. I don't know if I've seen something like that before, but they're kind of like a bottom third ish team in the league. Like they're, they're not all that great. Now, again, there are circumstances. The offense has looked better post Matt Canada. And once you insert Mason Rudolph in there and they have guys, I mean, it seems like the rushing offense has kind of found its stride over the past couple of weeks. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. I mean, that's a formidable trio there. Raven legend, Miles Boykin, right? Still, still over there. So I don't know. I feel like even if Pittsburgh beats Buffalo, it's going to be a lot. That game is going to be really crazy today. And maybe, I don't know. I just feel like Buffalo kind of runs over Pittsburgh personally. Maybe I'll get on freezing cold takes for that if you want to clip this. But we'll see. For Pittsburgh, I think that Baltimore would beat them pretty easily. and. For Houston, I think, again, Baltimore would win. I think Houston would be a bit more of the test for the Ravens than Pittsburgh, but those divisional games are always weird. Like, again, it always seems like whoever's playing, whatever the circumstance, those Ravens and the other game, are always, are, they're always close. So, I don't know. Maybe that'll prove me wrong, but I would rather have Pittsburgh over Houston, but I think Baltimore can definitely beat both. Coming up, though, we'll be talking with Zach Hiller of Loyalty Above All in the agency for Dalvin Cook, Zay Flowers, J.K. Dobbins. Stay tuned for that. A lot of great insight coming up here on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And the NFL regular season is all wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose. The episode easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Like you can do live, same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So, Ravens additional round opponent, whether it is Houston or Pittsburgh, there are going to be plenty of parlays over there on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So be sure to get over there. Maybe Isaiah Likely anytime touchdown. Right, well, a lot of different parlays that you can put in there together. You could 
do Odell and Zay Flowers. Plenty of options over on Fano. Visit Fano.com slash locked on. Make your first better layup. Fano official partner of the NFL. We're back here. Our final segment, Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still here with you on this Monday. Thanks so much again for being here and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. Whether you're in video form, audio form, the communities we've built, they're so great. Video, audio, social media, subtext, everything we're doing here. I'm also going to try to restart up Instagram and Facebook. So another avenue for, for content there, which is really exciting. And just building the show, which has been great. You can subscribe, follow along, five days a week, Ravens content here. We did a live show on Friday about Mark Andrews. Is uh, The Ravens got awesome news. They ended up designating him to return. He returned to practice. And we'll see when he ends up playing, if he ends up playing. But that is really great news for the Ravens potentially getting back, who I still think is their best offensive weapon. Obviously not named Lamar Jackson there. But Zach Hiller of loyalty above all. The agency, again, that represents Dalvin Cook, Zay Flowers, J.K. Dobbins, and more. He's going to join us now to talk about Dalvin's decision, give a little insight into Dalvin. Also, some insight into Zay Flowers and J.K. Dobbins as well. Really excited for this conversation. Let's dive into it now. With this whole thing, you got Dalvin Cook and Zay Flowers and J.K. Dobbins. It's very Ravens-centric. Not only Ravens over there, loyalty above all, but... Dalvin's really exciting to talk about. I'm glad I could get you on to talk about him because for me, this is a great signing for the Ravens. I think it worked out for both the team, worked out for Dalvin. Can you kind of take us through a little bit what the decision looked like for you and for Dalvin when it came to picking a team really mid-season here? Oh, uh, you know, it was just a, a great opportunity. Obviously, the Ravens, the number one seed, they had the bye week, which, you know, just gives you extra time to get acclimated. Um, you know, the offense has been rolling, so – you know, it's just everything seemed to fit. Uh, you know, I think Dalvin mentioned it. Uh, there's a lot of interest from the Ravens before the season started as well. Um, you know, just obviously just, you know, doing their due diligence, of course. Obviously, they have a great running back already with J.K. Dobbins. But just doing their due diligence, but that, that you know, that meant something to him. Um, and that was it. You know, the, the, the team is rolling. There's great energy going on over there. Uh, so it just looked like the perfect fit. And he mentioned that he was – you mentioned the interest in Baltimore before the season that it was kind of close for him for signing with the Ravens in the off season. Obviously the jets were the decision for him. How close really was it? Cause Dalvin said it was very close. I know that there was interest across the league for him, but ultimately the jets were the decision. Yeah. You know, uh, Dalvin was in a unique situation when it came to like, you know, obviously when he became a free agent and whatnot, um, you know, ultimately it worked out. So as far as close or not close, doesn't make any difference at this point because uh, we're here now and uh, headed into a, a big playoff game and he's ready to roll. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot, at least here in Baltimore, the talk of like the South Florida Ravens, like the South Florida connection, obviously Dalvin, Zay, Lamar, Tyler Huntley, you know, Sammy Watkins, when he was with the team and Dalvin kind of mentioned, he talked with some of the people within the organization, the, the Florida connection. Was that a big part of his decision here? Oh, yeah. I mean, any, you know, any connections, any uh, chemistry is obviously going to be beneficial in football. So he has a great relationship with Zay already. He has a great relationship with Lamar. Um, obviously, he knew Snoop. Like, just everything about the Ravens, obviously the work that he, you know, like he said, they had already put in, the, you know, they did already, they already did the dirty work, right? So now it's a, it's playoff time. Uh, everything just really felt right from the football to the energy to everything. So. And I think for Dalvin, too, you mentioned kind of the bye week having that to get acclimated and almost rest up a little bit. But I do think for Dalvin, a situation for him where he can work with Gus Edwards, work with Justice Hill in that backfield, too. 
when he envisions a role from himself, he kind of talked to the media about it. He's just going in there and he's going to do what the team asks of him, but he still believes. And I think he does too. A lot of people do. He has good football left ahead of him. So as he kind of enters this playoff run, what's the excitement level for Dalvin right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's going to give all, you know, all the right answers and he believes that because that's the type of person he is, right. He's, he's going in there, just going to, you know, put the work in and you know, what comes of it will come of it. So uh, I guess we'll see, but I do know that he's coming off four straight 1100 yard seasons, four straight pro bowls. Um, as, as far as a lot of football left in him, that's, that's, that's confirmed, right? The guy, <laughs> you know, the guy is uh, he averaged 107 yards per game before this season. And even with this season, he still averages 91 yards per game. There's only one back, you know, that's played more than I guess two seasons that actually averages more yards, you know, per game. And that's a uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, so yeah, he's got plenty of football left as far as his role. Uh, I already know what it is, but uh, I guess you guys will have to wait and see and you'll be, uh, you'll be as excited as I am. Yeah. It's just a little stay tuned moment here for, for the Ravens nation, which is exciting. And I mean, look, it's not very, it's not very often a player like Dalvin comes available that late in the season. And I think the Ravens, you know, kind of just dropped into their lap here, but what's the excitement level for Dalvin in terms of playing with Lamar? Obviously he's played with a couple quarterbacks over the course of his career, but I think Lamar, he's a unique talent. Dalvin is a unique talent. What, what's kind of the vision with that pairing there? I think he's just excited overall with, you know, obviously the teams put the work in, right. They're the number one seed for a reason. They have the most wins of, you know, any team in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. So I think he's just excited about all that. Uh, and just, you know, really appreciative of the opportunity to come in at this point. Um, and, you know, again, he's putting in the work he's, he's been in, he's been in the building the last week, you know, grinding it out, you know, proving that he deserves to be there and deserves a shot come next week. So uh, I know he's just excited about Lamar and everybody and just the opportunity. So. And for those Ravens fans who might not know a lot about Dalvin when it comes to, you know, him, his personality, for you getting to know him and working with him, can you kind of describe what Dalvin is like and, and the person that he is and kind of just who Dalvin Cook is? Yeah. I mean, he was the captain of the Vikings for, uh, you know, five straight years for a reason. He was up for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award last year. You know, he's, he, he loves football. He loves his teammates. He's an energy guy, right? He, he wants to make everybody else around him better. Um, you know, that's, that's the type of person he is. He's somebody you want in, in, in the huddle. And, you know, there's not, you know, a single bad word that anybody can say about him, right? Even, even, even the, you know, uh, any, anybody that's, that's played football with this guy can tell you that he, 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 he lifts, he lifts the team. He lifts everybody up. So, um, uh, the Ravens should be pretty excited. Yeah, and, and I think, again, it's a great pairing there. And I think from a leadership perspective, too, he brings it. He, he can bring it for the younger guys and the fact that now he is in this room. It's it's great for him. And I also think that from a motivation perspective, it's clear that Dalvin is motivated to go and get the Super Bowl to help the Ravens go and get this Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl is kind of like that peak for almost any athlete. That That's what you're working for. That's what you work towards. Obviously, it was probably a big reason why Dalvin ended up wanting to come to the Ravens despite a couple of other factors there. But what would a Super Bowl mean to Dalvin? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to put it into words, right? You know, that's what you that's what that's what every football player is working towards every day that when they wake up first time they ever, you know, even play football. So I don't even know how to put it into words. I know that's what he dreams about every single day. I know that's what that's what it's always been about when it came to his football career is getting that opportunity. Um, and you know, I think again, right? He's the uh, He's in the playoffs right now with with a with a great team and, and great people around him and a great situation and, and you know you hope that uh, you hope they can put it all together um, and then we'll we'll see what happens.
Yeah, it's it's exciting. And I think, again, there are the connections with LAA and the Ravens, not just Dalvin, but Zay Flowers also in that conversation too. And I think for Zay, it's been, I mean, it's a match made in heaven again. He comes in, he's broken all these Ravens records as a rookie receiver. He's been that guy that the Ravens have been looking for to draft and develop. I mean, I think Zay, he, a lot of people here in Baltimore, Zach, believe he's destined for greatness based off of the rookie season he's put together. But this isn't just a rookie thing. He was doing it at Boston College. And I think when Baltimore drafted him, he was ready to kind of work into this role. What is the progression of Zay looks like to you is he's kind of worked with you guys and figured out what he is as a football player? Yeah, I mean, Zay, Zay's incredible, right? He, he lights up a room when he walks in, you know, he just has that energy. He, he also just lifts people up when he's around them. Uh, you know, I, again, it's 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 great to see what he's doing. Uh, I would say that we knew the whole time, though. We knew because you just watch the work he puts in behind the scenes and you know that it's all going to come together. And he's just a special guy. And, and I'm glad that Baltimore's embraced him and they're getting to see what he's capable of. And this was just a this was just a taste. So, we'll, you know, the playoffs are coming up. Um, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be ready to go. And, you know, he's, uh, hopefully has a very, very, very long career in Baltimore. Yeah. I know the, the draft is a crazy thing and there are all these different landing spots you can go to Baltimore. Obviously was very interested in the one, the one cool thing was Lamar put together, at least Eric Nicasa said a scouting report of every South Florida receiver. He gave it to him and he was kind of pushing on the, Hey, you know, the, these guys here, little Zay and tank Dell. So that connection was huge. And when Zay was drafted, you know, all these phone calls come up and, and all these conversations. And one was with Odell on draft night. And that whole thing happened. How has it been for Zay and kind of playing with Odell, playing with these guys and figuring out his role as a Raven? Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know, when he got drafted, he was obviously no matter where he went, he was going to be ready to go. And he showed up just ready to put the work in. And I think everybody's embraced him. Right. And everyone's kind of taken on a role as far as how to make sure that Zay is as successful as possible and, and reaches his full potential. And of course it's going according to plan. Right. So I think, you know, like, uh, like he said, you know, Odell has been a great mentor for him. Um, and Zay is really just that guy. Right. And, you know, uh, he's got a, many, 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 many more bright, great years uh, of football ahead of him. And uh, hopefully all those are in Baltimore. Yeah. It'd be great if that connection stayed with the Ravens, but then you have J.K. Dobbins, who obviously rookie season puts on a show. I mean, he led all running backs in yards per carry with 6.0. Looked like it was, you know, short track to greatness for him. And I still think he has that potential. And I think a lot of people in Baltimore are still believers. But the injury situation with him, it, it's been unfortunate. We've seen how hard he's worked, how competitive he is. And to see J.K. go through what he's gone through, I think, one, he's a resilient player and a resilient person. But for him, what has the maturation process of J.K. looks like after going through all of these things and kind of having to learn how to build back up from it? Well, yeah, I mean, J.K. is a superstar, too, and he's one of the toughest people I know. And, you know, he, 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 what, he knows what comes with football, and he just gives it 110 percent every single day. And he's got a, a very, very, very bright career ahead of him. Um, he's young and he, he he's ready to go. That's, you know, he's been working his tail off every single day to be a hundred percent. And I'm just excited for him because he's got a lot more football left in him. And I think the big thing with JK too, is not only the competitive nature that he has, but he's it kind of like embodies who the Ravens are. And I know he's supporting his teammates, even though he can't get on the field here for JK as a teammate. I think he's one of the best teammates that this Ravens team has. And again, that goes back to Ohio State. He was dominant over there in college and all these guys, Dalvin at Florida State, right? It's, it's a college to the NFL thing. I think all three of those guys with obviously Zay and JK being a little younger than Dalvin, they've adjusted the NFL game 
and they've adjusted really quickly. You know, it's not like it took them a year or two to kind of get fully acclimated. But for Zay and JK in particular, I think those two, they kind of took what they learned in college. They were pro ready and they kind of got to it. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I, I, I agree entirely, you know, um, just obviously great, great guys all around on and off the field. Um, and just, you know, truly, truly blessed to be working with them really. So like you said, yeah, they're, 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 they've done excellent while they've been in the league and they both also have really, really bright futures. And I think, again, I kind of talked about Dalvin in the Super Bowl and it's the, the pinnacle, right? Every athlete wants it. Every football player wants it too. But Zay and JK, despite them being younger, Dalvin's the veteran. He's been around the league, been, been around the block here. For both Zay and JK, what would it mean for them? You know, I, it's like, it's hard to put it into words for whoever, right? You Like, that's what I, I truly believe. Like, that's what they both have been working for every single day. That's what it's about. It's, it's, it's about football. They love football. They get up every morning and they love what they do. And, and winning a Super Bowl is the pinnacle of it. So, you know, I, I, I can't even put it into words. I think it's just... You know, we got to we, we need to happen and then we can talk about it afterwards. And that's kind of, you know, the mindset is let's go get it. And then, you know, we'll we'll, we'll we'll talk about how it felt once we know actually what it feels like. It was really, really great talking to Zach. A lot of great insight. And I'm really excited for Dalvin's role. I'm really excited to continue to see Zay Flowers blossom in a Ravens uniform. And hopefully J.K. Dobbins. I know there's conversations about the injuries, but I'm really hoping the same thing for J.K. I still think he has a lot left in the tank. And. I'd love to see him brought back to the Ravens, even though I know that may be a controversial opinion to some. I'm sticking on it. I think JK would look good continuing to be in a Ravens uniform. So Zach was great and really appreciated the insight into all those guys. That's all I have for you here today on Lockdown Ravens. I appreciate you tuning in here. Coming up tomorrow, more Ravens content, but we will also be doing a live stream today after the Steelers and Bills play to officially break down the Ravens playoff opponent. So be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here later today on Locked On Ravens.